Hey guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on adfreeshows.com. The wait is over, as an all-new Conversations with Conrad is finally here. He created the soundtrack to so many of our childhood memories, with iconic themes like The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Ultimate Warrior, and many more. The legendary Jim Johnson sits down with Conrad for a two-hour career retrospective, available now only on adfreeshows.com. Literally started, I was watching some tape of the guy, and I just started doing this to kind of what I felt like was the tempo of him running. And then I recorded that. And then just over that, you're just doing. You know, it's so simple, but that's what felt like him. Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why AdFree Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. That's right. Sign up today at adfreeshows.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to Oh, you didn't know what is up, Man. Road Dog. So I walked into Subway, Cassio, and got me a tuna sub. Uh, and on the as soon as I open the door, all I hear is Oh, you didn't know, and it's like a kid uh there's a friend of my youngest daughter's uh he's a huge wrestling fan but like he screams it as loud as he can in the subway uh well your ass better call you know the whole thing and i'm just like uh-huh. hey guys i just wanted to get a sub uh but he's a good he's a good kid and he does like he does he like he wants to be a wrestler but it's, it's just fun to be around this small town because everybody knows like oh you're hannah's dad right i'm just hannah's dad now uh, but man i'm i'm yeah i'm doing i'm doing well like i i like i said i had the six inch tuna sub uh and i chased it down with a three musketeers really <laughs> Yo, what yeah. an odd combo that is no man i just love a three musketeers candy bar I don't know if it's the But that means you had to stop and get the three musketeers from a separate location. Oh yes, but 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 my little uh studio here is in a strip mall with a grocery store and a subway oh. in it. Yeah. So, okay. so I just I literally walk down the down the uh down down the hall there and and get me a there sub and, a, and uh and it's the grocery store that all of my members of my family except me have worked at uh really <laughs> yeah during during the tna days my wife got a job there and all my children got, had jobs there when they were in high school why don't you pick up a shift and start working Wednesdays? That way you work, get off, and then come to the studio. When I come, when I go over there, I do uh, just by habit face a lot of things. <laughs> like if 
you know, if the if the uh, aisle, if the ketchup's not faced properly, I will straighten that up for them. You're going yeah. down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to face it correctly. Okay, he's yeah. rain dog. Yeah, you want to sell your product. You want to sell your product, you got to position it correctly. You've never worked in a grocery store? I have not. I had, I've had i had three jobs in my life. Uh, I shucked oysters when I was in high school. Really? I uh, was a professional killer. Uh, in the United States Marine yes. Corps. That's not true. Um, kind of true. He was an amateur uh, but, killer. But, yeah, I, was, I never made it. I never made it pro. <laughs> My stats were good enough. <laughs> um, and and now, not a wrestler. I guess I guess four because now I'm a podcaster. If that's a how about it? Does that does that you buy that a podcaster? Um, yeah. I tell my wife it's a job. <laughs> How? But she, doesn't she, like when the lights go out and <laughs> because you didn't pay the bills, does that not why, give it away? That's why we're working on sunlight right here on this episode. <laughs> Wait for that PayPal to hang oh, in. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right, we got, uh, so we're just coming off the greatest two-day event ever oh. in the history of the WWE. Of uh, WrestleMania out in Los Angeles. So now it's time to keep the ball rolling. Dog, and talk about WrestleMania 34. Holy mackerel. Uh, How about it? I, I, it's just incredible. Like, I, I can't – it seems to get better and better uh, each year. I don't know how we top this year. Uh, yeah, it's that was going to be hard, a great episode. But we're going to go back to 34, one of the most infamous WrestleManias in the history of the company, dog. We're coming off – Elimination Chamber, and can we talk about the push for WrestleMania season? Yes. How much stress is it now that you are have been in that position <laughs> behind the scenes? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what it's not stressful, who it's not stressful for, and that's the creator, or excuse me, the uh, live events creative guy. Uh, it's, okay. it's not stressful for that, that guy. Now, for the lead writers of the show, for the performers, for uh, leadership, it is it is hyped up, I, and but you started getting hyped up in about February, so so it's I mean you always just kind of know like mania is coming up, and it's a, it's it's so funny that we do this however many days a year, and you do so many PLEs a year, and you do you, you know you just go and work every night, and you're on TV, and uh, and but for some reason. This one is different. Uh, this is the Mac Daddy, and you start training differently. You start thinking differently, and that goes up and up and down the uh, the totem pole too. Is especially about thinking about creative. Okay, who's going to have cool entrances? Who's going to? You know what I mean? So it's it is a lot goes into it, uh, and everybody thrives on the on the chaos and the 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 uh, pressure. I guess I don't, I don't want to say stress because we all love what we do and we get to do it on the grandest stage of them all. Whether you're in gorilla calling a match or you're in the ring uh, taking a finish, you know what I mean? Like everybody uh, plays a role there, and so yeah, it, it, you get amped up around mania time. You said now a premium live events coordinator or director. Or, apologies for the incorrect term whatever yeah, it is okay. but do you miss that pressure and work no so so the truth of it is no and, and i'll tell you why um 
man, I'm older now. And I, 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 I babysat my grandkid all day today. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, I wasn't embroiled in trying to think of a finish for the undertaker's match or whatever. You know what right. I mean? I, I never thought of a finish for the undertaker's match, by the way. <laughs> I just threw that out there, I guess, to make myself sound cool. And then I reneged on it right away. Uh, but, I was to say, which one? <laughs> We're going to look it up. No, I did not. I did not do that. I was just saying, you know, I don't just admit you man, thought I'm of 50, you thought I'm, of Brock beating Taker. That's all you. Well, take credit for it. I hate streaks. I hate streaks. I take to tell them to take the racing streaks off the car when I buy them. Uh, so Your underwear clean. You don't like any streaks there. I don't want no Nowhere. Streaks. Well, have you ever any... streaked? Yes. Yes. Really? I have. Where? No, I was kidding. You've <laughs> again, never streaked again. I've trying streaked. to trying to have you really. Yeah. It was college well, and uh, gin and juice uh, involved, well, and of course. thankfully it was nighttime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully it was summer, so I had Look, some blood flowing. I'm going to be honest with you. When you said I've streaked, I stopped listening. <laughs> I, just, I, love- I, I have too, but I didn't want to tell any, <laughs> give anybody that visual. <laughs> I look like an uncooked crescent roll fading into black. Just... It's like when they threw me in the oven. You know what I mean? Shut the door. They never saw. This is a big one, Elizabeth. <laughs> just a oh lot my of God. rolls. Uncooked roll. You know, just, just stuff. Just moving. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> just fade into the darkness. Yeah, I could get, uh, whip up some gravy, and that sounds like Sunday morning. <laughs> I did when I almost threw up some drinking gin. <laughs> And then ran. Gym. And as you know, my recent track record running, not good. Yeah, for me. yeah you're, uh, let's just forget track, <laughs> saying anything with track in it for as you. I'm two weeks in on a broken rib from running, I'm done. Oh. Um, when you think back five years ago, first of all, Mania 34, does that feel like yesterday or feel like 100 years ago? 175 yeah, years ago. Me yeah, too. I mean, it's forever ago. Um, um, do your work hours increase back then, five years ago? Is Vince oh, more oh, demanding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, stressed? no. Every, look, and every, everybody's more demanding, and, yeah. and and that's and that's that's being honest. Like it's of course he is. He's the leader of the of the gang, and the gang's going to to, to their biggest show. You know what I mean? So so yeah, he, he's stressed. We're all stressed. But like I said, we all love what we do, and we all came to do it. And so really, it's just another night. That's what I meant yeah. by earlier by saying we do this crap all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Whether it's uh, you know you're performing, like I said earlier, or you're behind the scenes or whatever, we do this quite often. So yes, this is a huge stage, and yes, everybody takes it so much seriously than they do any other one. I just look back at it and go, well, I wonder why. You know what I mean? And because. To be honest, I, I wanted to do good stuff on every pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or on every TV or on every... And so I, that's probably why I was never a top guy also, that I didn't think about it the way other guys did, like <laughs> get, get in better shape. and You know what I mean? It's the showcase of the immortals. Showcase yourself. And I was like, yeah, you got a joint or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, but it's like any other sport, you know? what? In the middle of the season, why are you not trying as hard as the the last month of the yeah. season? You should. Yeah, that's true. You're supposed to be the same, uh, and you know, I'm like you. You set a precedent. If you if you're cutting weight and looking great for the mania, why can't you <laughs> why cut can't weight you and just look do great? that? You know what I mean? So if you just go your approach and go, this is me, three sixty five. <laughs> this is me, mania or no? <laughs> this is me. 
Uh, drink, let's drink it in. <laughs> drink it in. Think about the streaker and drink <laughs> it in. Well, yes, they call him the streak. You look at that, look at that. That's uh, thing on two feet. Well, that's, that, not tr- that. that's not true either. No, it's not. Um, on the, uh, no, I'm fat as mud. We're all <laughs> just. I'm fat as homemade sin. <laughs> oh, all I right, think I hurt my rib too. No. Let's look. Let's look back on the raw side at the time. You've got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, uh, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss, Taker versus Cena. Cener. Uh, that's what my dad calls <laughs> that's everybody. What he, uh, Cener. That's Cener. Uh, Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey taking on Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, while on SmackDown, AJ Styles defending the WWE title against Shinsuke Nakamura. Charlotte against Asuka. Gender versus Randy Orton versus Bobby Roode versus Rusev for the U.S. title. And whatever is going to come of the Shane McMahon, Daniel Bryan, Kevin <laughs> Owens, and Sami Zayn story. Yeah. Did you feel like your side of the card was, uh, how was it compared to the Raw side? Well, so look, I think it, it was, as far as star power goes, I think it was weaker. And there's no, I don't think you can debate that, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, I think there's two very different, um, genre, uh, not genre, but two different, very different styles. And, uh, and they're, so, so it's very stylistically different yeah. with, you have seen, seen her and, uh, and under, <laughs> undertake, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like you got all of that Brock and Roman and everything on raw because raw is your flagship show. If you think of, now, look, if you look at this today, we're talking about a different animal. Yeah, it's 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 raw. Still, your flagship show because you've been doing it for thirty years. But SmackDown's hot as fire, and it's on a bigger network, and it's got more eyeballs, and it's it draws more viewers, and and so you got to look at it like it, it's just it's just the roles have reversed. Um, like in the early '60s with the Democrats and the Republicans, everybody just switched. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if that really happened. I just made that up. <clears throat> but my grandmother said something about it. Mona didn't, Mona didn't tell no lies. No, but she so, remembers so, look. when Cena was different. <laughs> yeah, when Cena used to work first match. <laughs> um, but but truth be told, like yeah, my side of the roster was weaker. But man, wasn't it good wrestling? Yeah. Like to me, it was the better wrestling of the two. And so, if you're a wrestling fan, that's what I loved about SmackDown when I wrote it. Was I felt like we were the wrestling show. We didn't have to be the flagship show, so we could be whatever we wanted to be. You know what I mean? And that was fun and free. Uh, you know, liberating to be able to do that for a good period of time. And that's why we, I think we did really well during that period of time with the underdog roster, if you will. The Dean Ambrose was the champion. You know what I mean? Like it was it was up and comers and AJ's new, uh, you know, what, what, what hadn't been here long. And so, it, and, and all on my side of the roster, you're getting the, the, uh, IWC dream match that you never thought you would see in the WWE, and that's AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know yeah. what I mean? You're never going to see that in a million years, and you got it for a WWE title on WrestleMania. Like, I, I don't know. I was, yes, I would had a weaker card. Very happy with the card I had. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers are really starting to get pushed more and more, and destroying the Usos and the New Day. Yeah. We've we have we've mentioned him, but we haven't talked much about the late Luke Harper, yeah. uh, also known as Brody Lee. Uh, any good stories about him around this time? What do you think about him uh, with well, your look, time with him? So, so for me, like I didn't hang out with Luke. I didn't, I, and I was kind of the lead writer, and he he was a talent, and so it was our our relationship didn't have a. I don't. I hate to say it, but a friendly dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, yes, me and him were friends, and we would talk about wrestling, and I would say hey to his children and or his kid when he came, and you know what I mean. So, um, I knew him. I liked him a lot. I knew his talent. I knew his worth. Um, I know him as an individual. Always wanted to better himself, so he came to me uh, a lot as a a lead writer slash older wrestler or whatever. Um, just he would come to me and talk, and, and we would talk about wrestling and stuff and about ideas and creative and stuff like that. So, look, I think the guy could work circles around. I'm going to say 90 percent of the guys in the business today. Yeah, uh, he was twice as big as most of them, uh, twice as tall and long. And man, he moved across the ring like a stinking gazelle. And I don't. I yeah. think I got a booger in my mustache. Hold on. <laughs> If that was a booger, I'm gonna throw up for real. But uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a little piece of uh, three. I mean, musketeers. I saw it. It was. I saw it. It was. <laughs> it was a little piece of three musketeers. Is what I'm gonna tell. If myself. it was tuna mixed with three musketeers, hey, it, ta- it, was it the tasted. Same as a booger. It tasted like chocolate. <laughs> hey, so 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 I'm sorry. I went off. Uh, you uh, ate it. On a ta- I went off on a tangent. Was a booger. We were talking about Luke Harper. Yeah, and, let's get back. And so, so, so I, look, I love the dude. I some of my favorite yeah. stuff was Randy Orton and the Wyatt family, and him and Randy as a tag. To me, him and Randy Orton as a tag team is probably the best tag team I could ever think of in the world, except for Brad Armstrong and Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's. Uh, or, or a, a because he's a very he's he was Barry Windham of of this generation. Oh wow! Nice. You know what I mean, and I, and I mean that a hundred percent. Like I'm not Barry was really really good, big and agile, big big agile, really good worker. Everything looked great. Snap, that was Luke Harper. I never even thought about before right now, but that's he's very very Barry Windham. <laughs> Um, we've talked about the Bludgeon Brothers before and kind of where do you go? They're just burying everybody. Yep. They're monsters. Do you think they hit their ceiling as the Bludgeon Brothers? Not necessarily for these guys or that incarnation, but 
kind of as the Bludgeon Brothers, you've hinted on it before. What do you do with them if they yeah. can just pummel through everybody? If they can kill everybody, you, you know, yeah. they, they got to have a vulnerability. They got to have a weakness uh, in their armor, and so we built them kind of and booked them as if they didn't. And so, so you book yourself into a corner with that kind of thing. And look, I, I think it was, you know, we, we, we went through creative services and designed those outfits and they were expensive and they made them and, 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 and whether you liked them or not, like it was, it was, I'm going to say it was, it was Vince trying to do something with these two guys because he really liked them. And he yeah. really did. And I'm sure he still really does. You know what I mean? But it's, it was just, he wanted to do that and we, we did it and we did it. And I don't know if there's a ceiling for the two guys or a ceiling for the bludgeon brothers, because I think if you had the two guys as a tag team and they're just Luke Harper and big red, you know what I mean? Viking Igor Johnson. Um, <laughs> they're a heck of a tag team because you can get some heat on Luke Harper. Like he's yeah. a, a great enough worker where he could sell and you get the hot tag to that big dude who just runs through you like a Mack truck. And I think there's something there, but as the bludgeon brothers and as that gimmick, those two individuals, man, it's, it's hard to find a weakness. And if you beat them, I don't know. I don't know. Look, you, everybody can get beat and, and you can try to make it right. But, but it's hard, it's hard to just have them kill everybody and then and then beat them and so that yeah. was look that's that's on us you know what i mean i don't mind you know nobody nobody's ever been perfect at this game uh the game of life or the game of sports entertainment and so we just swing and miss sometimes you know what i mean but but i think it was uh not because it was an a for effort and and uh and and a c for execution and and i and i would say i as much as anybody deserved the heat for that because I was the lead writer of the show they were on. Yeah, so maybe they hit their ceiling not necessarily because of those guys' talent uh, and chemistry, but because of the way it 100%. ended up being positioned. That, that's exactly yeah. what I was yeah. hoping I, I, I said because yeah. those cats can could go yeah. uh, and can do it and, and could do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that gimmick hit its ceiling. You know. Speaking of undefeated, Queen versus Empress is the push behind Charlotte and Asuka. At yes. the time, Asuka was undefeated. How much discussion, uh, discussion was there regarding who was going to win this? Does it come up, hey, she's still undefeated? Is that something oh, you yeah. talk about? No, yeah, 100%. Yeah, like, yeah you go, because, because either you're going to put Asuka over and she maintains that that thing, or you're going to put Charlotte over and, holy mackerel, she's broken the streak and... You know the streaks. The streak uh, is only goes for so long. You can't be undefeated forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, and so that's what I, I, I think. You know, as much as everybody hated it with the Undertaker streak being broken, I, I guess he could have just retired with his streak unbroken. But they th were thinking about the future and who do we give this rat. So same, same here. You know what I mean? Same thing here. Who, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat Oscar, who are you gonna give that carrot to? Because she's undefeated. And so somebody who beats her, you better be looking to do something with. And, of course, yeah. we were looking to do something with Charlotte always, you know. And so, um, yeah, that goes back and forth until, until – and you'll hear ideas for each to go over. And the bottom line is you look at the roster and go, hey, on the other side of this, who's better as a champion? Who has more people to work with? Who has – you know what I mean? There's a lot of – a lot of stuff people don't think about goes into all this. And uh, and so there's there's a lot of thinking down to the wire all the time. Um, 
it's just a little different when it's when it's mania you know what i mean yeah. but but a lot of a lot of a lot of uh meeting behind closed doors goes on there too and and pe- people negotiate you know what i mean people go in and have an idea and, and maybe it wins the day you know what i mean and that and something changes that happens uh randy orton is the one cutting promos about how he needs to win every title and that includes the u.s title was the mm. goal to give that title more of a push yeah, it's all look. If you put Randy Orton in a title match, it's gonna make that title match more uh, promotable and more uh, attractive. So Whose yeah, idea I think, was that? Well, I'm sure it was a conglomeration, uh, a, coll- a collab. Uh, but but for Randy to get in there and and uh, like you said, it boosts the United States title yeah. uh, to to a total another level. Um, whether we you know, carried on with that post mania or not is up for debate. But, but that was the thinking here to putting Randy in there. Uh, the final segment of SmackDown the week after elimination chamber, see Shane announce Owens versus Zane at mania in a singles match. And they destroy him, including power bombing him backstage <laughs> into a bunch of metal rails to end the show. Was that the original plan before Daniel Bryan gets cleared? So no, it was okay. not the original plan, and and uh, and so so I don't remember to be quite honest the original plan, but I know it wasn't that. Um, there was a lot of again stuff going on. Even though I'm the lead writer of the show, and I have two guys that are my co lead writers, and, and they do all the work, of course. Uh, but but <laughs> like we we uh, shoot, what were we just talking about? All right, if Daniel Bryan gets clear, yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. the Daniel, plan? so there were so many conversations going on in the background about Daniel and his health. and his, Like, I didn't know until he was cleared that he was cleared. Like, I didn't know he was going to to be cleared. I didn't know he was looking to get cleared. I didn't I didn't know any of that was going on. Apparently, it, it was going on uh, not, not behind my back. It's just above my pay grade. You know what I mean? I'm not in the medical side of of the wwe and i'm not in leadership side i was just a lead writer of the show so a lot of stuff going on that i didn't i didn't know about but when this came when this and we're gonna go ahead and here in a minute and talk about shane uh and more about shane but yeah once once we found out daniel was cleared things changed and started moving fast let's continue and we'll talk more about shane from the observer as late as two weeks ago shane mcmahon was not listed for a match versus at wrestlemania that changed shortly after the 3-6 SmackDown television show. At Fastlane, the angle was shot with McMahon, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn for WrestleMania. At the time, there were multiple plans in place, one of which was, if Danielson was cleared, putting McMahon and Bryan and versus Owens and Zayn. There were backup plans. Among them was Shane getting a different partner or them doing a three-way match or tag match where Bryan would be the referee. WWE had no issues with Brian refereeing a match while not cleared, but he wouldn't be allowed to take bumps. Right. How does that sound, dog? I, look, it's all it all sounds correct to me right. because because you we you went through every iteration of the match with those four guys, and and it could have been a triple threat threat with Daniel as the ref. It could have, like you said, a, a, a Shane could have got another partner. Daniel could have been the ref there, and and. It, you know, he says WWE has no, like there's a big difference between refing a match and working a match. You know what I mean? I'm not saying the referee isn't uh, an important person in there, uh, a fifth or third man or whatever. Very important. However, he's not taking any bumps and rattling his cage. You know what I yeah. mean? So so that that was the thing there is, is you can be a ref and, and not be cleared. Uh, you can't get in there and take a bump uh, because then 
then the then the legal trouble starts. Uh, you were you you've told us before uh, that you were told very shortly, uh, right before uh, yep. that he was cleared. Yeah. Um, you've told us before you were excited. Anytime you can get Daniel Bryan back, uh, oh, it's man. a good thing. Did you have a chance to talk to him about it when it was announced? So so yeah. Well, look, I spoke with him a great deal. Um, he was very. When he was this character that we're seeing now, if you're watching on YouTube, he's in a mm-hmm. he's in a sports coat and uh, he's he was uh, one of the uh, one of the general managers uh, with Shane, I guess. So they were co-general managers, and and uh, we just didn't think he'd ever going to wrestle again, you know. And all of a sudden, we get that, and it's WrestleMania season, and you didn't have Shane anything, but Shane's been a character. Shane, whether you like it or not, is a promotable character on our television show with some star power, you know? And so, uh, yeah, we were just excited to get Daniel. Right away, he's involved in a physical angle on SmackDown. Is that something he says, hey, I want to be involved right out of the gate? Let me yeah. let me shake the cobwebs off, or is that something you guys have to ask him about, or is he just gung-ho ready to no, go? No, he's gung-ho ready to yeah. go, but we, we look, we wrote him into the segment, and he takes it from there. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all about... Uh, because if I remember correctly, I think they beat him down and knocked him down. Like he looked like he was, he was <laughs> half dead. And then he came yeah. back and beat the, cr- you know what I mean? And it was just, that's, uh, to do that and to have everybody in the building, not only wanting you to do it, but believing you're doing it is that's on the wrestler. That ain't no writer can write that. No, nobody can, no producer can, can shoot or director can shoot that correctly. That's on the wrestler. And so Daniel always came ready to go. Look, he's a, he's a fighter more so than he is a wrestler. Like, I figure I was a, I was a, a sport. Well, I was a sports entertainer. We all know that. <laughs> Probably the best. But, but, um, but Daniel's a scrappy dude, man. He wants to lay his stuff in. He wants to get in there and bing, bang, boom. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. There's no need for that. There's no need for that, sir. You know, so you hear, why, stop hitting me so hard. <laughs> you you hear other athletes in uh, football or whatever after an injury, they say, "Hey, I want to get that first hit out of the way in a game, so I know yeah. that my body is ready. I worry about it. it until then." Yeah, I'm uh, sure so, he. I'm sure he had those yeah. same thoughts. Uh, at this point, though, I figure he's probably undergone a bunch of tests and yeah. a bunch of uh, physical tests as well. You know what I mean? For for yeah. them to say, "Okay, go back to." <laughs> you better be ready. Do, yeah, they back, better be yeah, certain. Go back to kicking people in the head. <laughs> well, it works when he comes back. The SmackDown on oh, which yes, he returns draws 2.888 million viewers, the best number since April of 2017, and the third best since the show moved to the USA I, I, Network. I, I almost think, and 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 Marcus maybe or Dom or whoever somebody maybe could look this up. I think we beat Raw in the ratings. Oh, was it nice? Week. Yeah, and and it's but, but it's one of those things where you go like, yeah, you want me to take the credit? We got Daniel Bryan back. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I know it even knows who I'm involved in this. How is yeah, you know what I mean? Like and he's he's the dude. You know what I mean? Like you got to you got to give that credit where it's due. Um well, but I'll never forget they like announced it in the production meeting and it was like I was embarrassed, but I was like jazz too, like yeah. Secretly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been some controversy over the years regarding Brian and Brian and his legacy and drawing ability. Uh, you just kind of touched on it. Do you consider Daniel Bryan a draw? So look, that's a, I read that earlier, and I and I uh, dreaded with the question coming out because truth <laughs> be told, I 
I don't know. And I, and, and I'll say, I say that from a, a point of ignorance and I'll, I'll explain why. I don't know what it takes to move the needle nowadays. I, I didn't know what it took then. I just got high and became a part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what we were doing that was so cool. I just thought we were having fun trying to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. So I don't, I still don't know what it takes. And that, that's my, that's my honest to God statement. H having said that, Daniel is a great underdog who can fight and, and he's, you believe it because he's half of it's real. He's, I, I, there's something about Daniel that is great to me, but not as my champion, as my challenger if that makes sense. Sure. Um, and you got to have the challenger or nobody's tuning yeah. in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to have a challenger that they want to see yeah. beat the guy's butt and, and that they believe can. And Daniel checks both of those boxes. So that's why I'm like, I weigh it out in my mind. But, but the bottom line is, I don't know where to start from because I, I wasn't that dude either. You know what I mean? Um, it is reported that Corbin and Dillinger's match on that SmackDown had a blown finish. Dillinger comes off the top with a crossbody into the end of days by Corbin, but Corbin lost him and dropped him before they could hit it. When something like that happens, what takes place in the back, dog? Is that an issue with the agent? Is Vince hot? Walk me through what happens yeah, on a well, blown look, finish. Uh, if it's live television, everybody's hot, and, but but nobody more so than the two individuals in the ring. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's a, it's a... Especially somebody cool. like Corbin who takes yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, D Dillinger too. They're yeah. they're both good wrestlers and good at their jobs. And so, look, it's the end of the it's the end of a match. You might be sweatier than you were when you were walking over this earlier, or you or or you talked about this earlier. You might not realize how blown up you would be, how sweaty you would be. Things happen. You know what I mean? Like uh, you see it all the time. And so accidents happen. And you got to know that. Now, having said that, when it happens, everybody goes, ah, oh, God, <laughs> you know what I mean? And throw my headsets down and uh, yeah, tell them to do it again. Tell them to do it again. <laughs> you know, and everybody loses their cool and, and goes, uh, but it's, it's just in that moment. And it's because of the passion and it's because of also because of perfectionism, which is not attainable yet. We continue to try to attain yeah. it every night. It's like having kids. You know they're going to mess up, and yeah. you're going to have to get on to them, but it's coming with the territory. And and more so than that with the kids is you got to learn to let them go. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's what. Because, look, when they're young, you tell them, sit down right there, and they sit down right there. And when they're 15, you go, sit down right there, and they go, beep you, Dad. <laughs> you go like, oh, what? wait, what? Uh, no, I never had a kid say that to me. Not one of my kids. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natalia defeated Charlotte on the show as well before Charlotte was scheduled to take on Oscar at Mania. Are you setting up challengers for Charlotte for after so Mania, let's, let's, or do you even know if the decision is made at this point? Yeah, it, it is, and we're looking for challengers. Uh, but I want to note all the blonde hair in this picture, if you're watching so much. by way of uh, YouTube. Charles Robinson's hair <laughs> is the best. There's hey, his is flying up. Oh, his yeah, everybody. Flying up. Charlotte's everybody. flying up. <laughs> It yeah, looks but with, like they're in zero gravity right now. Yeah, we, uh, this was the go-home show. Is that the show we're talking about yes. here? Yeah, we, we knew the finish by now, and you're setting up uh, you know, opponents on the other side. Uh, out of nowhere, news breaks. Shane McMahon is in the hospital in Antigua <sighs> on vacation. Oh, yeah. 
According to reports, McMahon was diagnosed with acute diverticulitis, which led to a massive infection, and he was being treated with heavy doses of antibiotics. Diverticulitis, which can often occur through eating massive amounts of red meat, <laughs> is best known as the disease that nearly ended both the life and career of Brock Lesnar in late 09. Shane's father, Vince McMahon, also at one point contracted the disease, which attacks the intestine. In addition, Ooh. Shane McMahon was diagnosed with a umbilical hernia and will require surgery once he recovers from diverticulitis. <laughs> Shane, after all this, spends one day in the hospital and is released. Then gets his WrestleMania match announced. It'll be Shane and is, Brian is, teaming up. Do they call it released when you go in the dead of night and leave the hospital? <laughs> I mean, Brock, I'm just asking, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, it's a catch and release deal. Uh, it'll be Shane and Brian teaming up to take on Owens and Zayn. And if Owens and Zayn lose, they're fired from the WWE. You're fired. Um, how insane is Shane to do this match with a hernia and diverticulitis? He's in Shane. <laughs> that's He's just, in Shane. That's just Shane. You know what I mean? Like that's it's if you if you know Shane and and a lot of people know know him. You know what I mean? Viewers know what he, how what he's capable of doing what he's the limits he's capable of pushing and so he just does it and that's just him and you go like dude you're not really uh, you're 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 going to aren't you yeah and you go like okay i i can't stop you then what are we gonna do you know what i mean how are we gonna do what are we and and then it's just what do you here we go and and hope he doesn't die on television you know what i mean his guts don't explode out like the alien so he shoot had a hernia and oh, oh yes yes incredible incredible was there and a backup plan ever remember discussed? he also like crashed in a helicopter <laughs> do you remember that no. dude he went down dude he went down in a helicopter and kicked the windshield out like saved the pilot <laughs> of the helicopter like I, he's the international man of mystery i used to say like he would like the the, the helicopter would be leaving and he would like jump a a motorcycle on and hang on to the to the net that we drop below and get up on the jet and then we would go to the town. He's and I, in Shane, baby. Yeah, he's in Shane in the membrane. Uh, do you remember ever discussing backup plans when he announces he's in the hospital? No, no, because he didn't announce he was in the hospital. He just announced everything's fine. I won't be there at TV this week, but everything's fine. And you just go, well, I heard you were in the hospital. He's like, no, we're Incredible. good. Everything's good. Uh, the SmackDown Go Home Show for WrestleMania is in Nashville, and Double J, Jeff Jarrett is there. Oh, look at that picture right there! Hey, Plus let me, the let me describe, let me describe some individuals right there. Okay. So there's there's me sitting over there with a stinking tie on. I was I used to be incredible. Thin. The the gentleman sitting uh, that I'm speaking to is Steve Guerrero. He was the uh, he was the he was the true lead writer of SmackDown. Uh, Jeff, of course, you know. And then this gentleman right here, uh, the balding gentleman, is Johnny Russo, who now is the lead writer of NXT uh, with, with Shawn Michaels. Uh, but he was also my co-lead writer on on SmackDown. And Ryan Ward uh, is missing from this picture, but he was also uh, on the SmackDown writing team. So yeah, that's a, this is all my good friends here. I love all all three of those individuals in the photo with me. Uh, of course, big weekend for Jeff that weekend. He's going into the Hall of Fame the night before, and yeah. uh, how crazy was that just to be experiencing all of this? So it was so crazy to me because I didn't know 
even Jeff was getting put in the Hall of Fame and and, and uh, Mark Carano had called me and said, hey, so we're putting Jeff in the Hall of Fame. Will you induct him? And I was like, does he wow. know this? Does he know I'm, I'm inducted? And he was like, yeah, we talked to we talked to him about it. And I thought like, yeah, you just wanted to do me so you didn't have to pay me. Um, but, How but, many people but, turned him down before you got to Road Dog? Like 1,100. Lower. Saner was booked. <laughs> Uh, was out. Oh Lord! Hello. Now I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that how that all how all that panned out. It was an honor for me to be quite honest to to be able to induct Jeff. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, we had fun that weekend. And fun, uh, super fun. That was I was actually the first first weekend I've ever met Jeff Jarrett. First time I Is met that him was right? that weekend, and he I was backstage. I was hosting the. Uh, Bruce Pritchard live show with Conrad at the House of Blues, and they had him come in and sing "Spend My Days" at oh, the yeah, end, and I, yeah. I escorted him in. That's the first time I ever met him, so that was a huge fun weekend. And right then he there. slapped the crap out of you. Yeah, fast, uh, fast, fast forward <laughs> to me and him yeah. dislocating my jaw. All right, uh, walk us through your mania uh, on your day of Ooh. mania, uh, and mind you, this is back when it was only a one day affair. Well. But um, seven straight, about- seven straight hours, I believe it was. Seven hours, dog. <laughs> Good night, Irene. Were, were, was there any talk about two days at this point, or did well, that? Yeah, this is the t- at the time where that conversation started. You know okay, what I mean? Cool. Where it's like, this is too much. You know what yeah. I mean? And and but then it's like, okay, well, who has been productive for you all year that you're going to take off the show? You know what I mean? And you go like, God darn, I can't, I can't do, you know what I mean? I, and so it's, look, that's a, that's a tricky situation to be in. Uh, and so this is, this was one of the years, uh, one of the first years where that conversation started uh, milling around. Like, hey, is there anything to do in this on two, two nights or three, three or something? So yeah, that conversation started because of these seven and eight hour nights like these. I'll tell you my, my opinion on this is, worth the amount of a used hallmark card and a can of hormel chili but yeah um, i love hormel i chili. love i love the two night events now yeah i when it was first announced and we first went to it i think it was in COVID, of course and i thought i don't know how this is going to go I, yeah. now as we are into this i love it being a two-day event yeah I, I do too and and i got all kind of people going what's the main event of night one what's the main event you know what yeah. i mean and I, so so Super uh, yeah, fun. Yeah, it's just so so fun now how it lays out and and everybody gets uh the the spotlight that, that is warranted. You know what I mean? I feel like and they always go, Oh, they throw everybody in the battle royal. Well, yeah, but that's because everybody's been working their butt off all year. Yeah. So you want to try to give them anything you can. And to not do that would in my mind would be disrespectful to them. So I don't know. You're you're danged if you do and you're danged if you don't sometimes. Seven hour show. What time did you get there and what time do you remember leaving? Oh shoot, I got there at ten in the morning probably. Uh, oh. and that's no lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably probably left at one, you know, two oh. to one thirty. Um but but that's truth be told, that's a you know, T V Every day, look, I'm early bird gets the worm. I'm Jarhead Johnson. I'm I, I want to get there and be on time and be standing there when the guy gets there and all that. So I would always go over there early, uh, get a lay of the land. Where where's the where's the meeting room at? Where's the you know chow hall at? Where do we how do we do? It's not called a chow hall either. I'm who am I, Sergeant Friggin Carter here? It's catering, dog. <laughs> catering. 
Uh, uh, catering always sounds That's too a long funny. day, man. That's oh, yeah. Their TVs are long days. WrestleMania, seven-hour night, very long day. And, and man, think about the crowd. The crowd is wore out, too. You know what I mean? I was so there. Now you, it was now you get Now you get three hours, maybe. You know what I mean? Hopefully it stays around there per night. Three, three and a half, I guess I would take uh, if I'm if I'm embro in, embroiled in it, you know. Um, but, yeah, think about I, I'm tired. I've been there all day, but the crowd has been popping for the last five and a half hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they lose some luster. I think it helps everybody. I just remembered this is the first wrestling event, period. Indie show, anything, nothing. First wrestling event my wife has ever been to she started with wrestlemania 34 wow because she was a ronda rousey fan so she was like i can't miss it I'll be uh, we go and i do remember this story i just remembered this thinking about how long that <laughs> night was somewhere in there i went to get uh you know probably one beer too many and uh i walked up to the to the k to the uh you know food place drink yeah. i come back down and somebody's in my seat. And I look, I had already been there three hours. You know, I'm like, well, we're, we're playing this game three hours in. And I go to, I say, hey, man, this is my seat. And he goes, no, no, no. These are my seats with me and my boy. And I said, no, but dude, I've been here three hours. I'm friends with everyone here. We've all, we all know each other now. And he goes, well, where's your tickets? And I was like, what are you talking about? I reach in. So apparently at some point, my tickets had fallen out of my pocket. Oh. He found the tickets and now is sitting in my seats. And I have no way to combat this. <laughs> no recoil. So he gets the usher and he gets the usher and he's like, hey, this guy's trying to get in my seats. I have the seats for my tickets. And I said, luckily for me, I was chatty Kathy with the usher already. And yeah. I, had, you know, I'd already talked to her and she had actually showed us she the seats. Who you first were. Got, and she goes, yeah. This boy been here for three hours. Get on out of here. Take your kid with you. And I was like, God. I mean, because if it was anybody else, I would have been done. Yeah. I had yeah. no tickets when but, I had But think to about the audacity of that of that dude. Incredible. And, and and the example he just set for his child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's. Oh, his kid was embarrassed when they got kicked out. You know what I mean? Because he's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What am I, how am I getting pulled into this? Oh, because your dad's a jackass. <laughs> 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 Hate to break it to you, kid, but your dad needs to be cuffed Look, upside the Look, by the way, my arms are getting tired from these two big beers I just made for us. So I need you to go ahead and step it up and get out this, of the seat. This chili dog ain't going to balance on my right titty for all night. <laughs> all right, by the way, my wife was no help. I'm like, you're supposed to be the strong one here. You're over there eating popcorn just going, I don't know what to do. Uh, let's get into the I, I show. I like him better than you anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this show is pretty damn good. I was there. I'd love to see it. Uh, let's go ahead and break it down, dog. Break from it the, down. From the Observer, Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal in 16 minutes, 35 seconds. This was pretty much everyone on the roster who didn't have a match on the main show, like you mentioned, dog, yep. that wasn't hurt or being kept off until television later, except for Elias. Uh, Zack Ryder <laughs> threw out Aiden English and the fans booed because they liked English. English had hair here but then pretty much shaved his head after this match, and it wasn't even Mexico, for the introduction <laughs> of Rusev a few hours later. I love I, this tidbit here, Doc. Does this just show the dedication to the gimmick? I don't, so I'm going to be totally honest with you, and if it makes me look stupid, uh, I've done a lot of stuff that makes me look stupid. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I have no idea what the observer's talking about, about like Mexico and did he cut his hair and did he, did you, did you think, did you know what he was talking about? I have no idea. Like I didn't either. And maybe if, if other wrestlers do and I don't, that I'm an idiot. Chime Um, in and let us know. Yeah. Please let us know what that has to do. Uh, Oh, the hair versus hair gimmick in Mexico. Well, yeah, we do. Do they do that a lot in Mexico? Is that what he meant by that, you think? Just hair versus hair, and he just shaved his hair? Okay, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I was sitting in Gorilla and producing that show or or co-producing that show (laughs) with several others. I didn't even know that he cut his hair when he (laughs) he came back out. And that's the truth. I was like, when I read this today, I was like, wait a minute, what? And I went back and saw, I just saw the post there. Like (laughs) he he cut his hair. He came back out with a shaved head. Um, But let's be honest. He should have shaved it before the first match. (laughs) Great dude. He's got the skullet going on. Great body, great wrestler, great voice. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't, couldn't pick a nicer guy. Um, And I, I don't know. We just, we, I, I will, I will say I missed the ball with him. Uh, your boy, R-Truth, returned for the Battle Royal as well. Always great to have Ron back. Ronnie Killings is King Midas. Everything he touches <laughs> turns to gold. And, and, it's, and it's just, he don't, he, he, you know, he don't ever look bad. He, don't, he always looks great. He's, his skin is beautiful. His body's beautiful. His hair's always perfect. <laughs> like, he's, he's just, uh, he's the suntan Superman, you know? Come on his, now. And I'm his biggest fan. There's no two ways about that. It's always great to have Ronnie Killings around. Eventually, the Battle Royal comes down to Corbin, Kane, Raleigh, Hardy, and Ziggler, Bray Wyatt shows up, throws Hardy out, uh, shows up, Hardy throws out Raleigh, yeah. and then Corbin is thrown out by Hardy, and both celebrate in the win, and Hardy is announced as the winner. Going back to this time, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, a lot of odd creative during this time for both of those guys. Did anyone really get either of their characters, or were you just letting them be their creative selves? Yeah, no, no. Look, I, I think that's... Let's unpack that for a second. Okay. <laughs> because, because no, no, for one, no. I, I didn't get uh, the broken character. I never got it. I don't okay. understand it. If there's something to understand, I would love to know what that is. But I just, he just changed and talked different and did, I don't know. I didn't see the transformation. I, I didn't follow it. So maybe I didn't, I wasn't. You know, I never got it. So, so that was not me writing that that way, though. Um, we put him with with Bray because we thought together they could they could really be this cool entity. But I will go back and say, no, we didn't we didn't know what to do with them. Now, right. that the part I want to unpack a little bit was what was their characters? You know what I mean? And if you could describe them to me, if you could give me a elevator pitch, a summary of their characters, then, then maybe we could have written them in that direction or, or something. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll take the heat and I always will for, uh, for, for a failed opportunity, uh, an opportunity I missed as a, as a writer or a, you know, creative guy on the show. I'll always take the, take the hit for that. But I don't know. I don't know. I forgot what we were talking about, to be quite honest. Just how they're creative, uh, you you know. Oh yeah, yeah. We let them be their creative selves, and their creative selves. I don't think, and this is horrible, and I don't mean to say it like this, but but I don't know that they knew at that time what they're what they were trying to do. 
And so they, I don't know that they knew, I don't know that we knew, and together it made a who knew stew, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, and so it turned out as such. And I, and I, I will take some heat for that, no, no two ways about it. Um, I just don't know if everybody else who should will, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Second match, Cedric Alexander pinned Mustafa Ali in 12 minutes and 15 seconds to win the vacant cruiserweight title. This was a good match, yeah. but nothing compared to a lot of the 205 live matches on television. Alexander did a running flip dive. He also did a standing Spanish fly. Ali mm -hmm. did a top rope Spanish fly. Ali used the 054. But Alexander got his foot on the ropes. Ali tried it a second time, but missed. Alexander hit three spinning elbows and got the pin with the lumbar check. Three stars for the match. How Whoa. hard was it for 205 to survive in the main roster spots it was given? About as hard as it is for me to understand the last two minutes of what you said. <laughs> uh, you said he hit him with the 605. And the 054 uh, and, uh, yeah, and the, the Spanish and the he lumbar dropped flies, and they, we were we were <laughs> cracking people's backs. Like I don't know what in the hell happened, but I can tell you this: those two oh five live matches were bangers. Can go. And, uh, that was bangers before bangers were bangers. They were just Come bang. On. They were just bang energy drinks. Then these are these were awesome. And so this match was twelve minutes and something, and I guarantee you it was twelve minutes of awesome because Here. these two guys right here can go. And I'll tell you what the difference is between them and some other guys is they just aren't as known. You know what I mean? They just weren't aren't as big as stars at this point. I would argue Ali uh maybe one of the best workers I've seen in a really long time. You know what I mean? Like I, I still think he has, some of his stuff is too pretty. Um, which is if I compare him to AJ, when I talk about AJ to me is the standard AJ can do all that too, but everything he does with strikes and, and flips and kicks and fist is in there and looks like it. And whether it's hitting you or not, it looks like it. And everything he does looks real. Some of Ali's stuff looks real pretty. And, and I think that, for me, that takes away from it a little bit. I want you to do that pretty stuff, but I want it to end up real ugly and somebody's teeth knocked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's what I think AJ's going to give me. So anyway, I don't mean to compare him to AJ because that's uh, I think it's praise, high praise for him. But he's impressive, that kid. Uh, follow us on social media at Brian R D James at the Casio Kid at You Didn't Know Pod. I saw you tweet the other day some love for Ali, so I know yeah. he's been catching your eye lately. Yeah, look, he's been catching my eye for five years now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's just a guy that has always come up with ideas. When we didn't have anything for him, he would have a guy record promos he would do in like an alley, and he would send it in. And a couple of times we got him on the actual SmackDown show, the things he sent in to us. And, and so, man, are you kidding me? This guy's given me uh, character development back, you know, vignettes slash backstages where he's walking in Chicago in a, in an alley or something, you know, and I'm not going to use that. Like I, it was like, Hey, can we get parent? You know, you give us your not parental rights. You give us your rights uh, to do this with your video guy and everything. And we used his stuff a couple of times. He's just a real engaging cat. That's a, that's a good human being. He's great at wrestling and he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a shot, you know, you never know yep. when, when it's going to hit, but, but it's, He's on TV all the time now. So I think he's, I think it's hitting. It's just going to, we're going to see what sticks. You know what I mean? Out of all this.
As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at savewithconrad.com. Third match was in, uh, the Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal, 9 minutes and 38 seconds. Naomi Ooh. won it. This was all the women on the roster, plus Peyton Royce, Dakota Kai, Kavita Devi. They wanted someone from India. You oh, have yeah. to know the buzzword internally when it comes up to talent and announcers is ethnic diversity, says the Observer. Uh, Tanara Conti, uh, Tay Conti, they wanted someone from Brazil. Bianca Belair and Carrie Zane from Japan from NXT. This was just quickly eliminating people. They pushed this as the first women's battle royal in WrestleMania history. It was actually won in 2009 that Santino Morella won in drag, which comes across even more embarrassing today, says the Observer, than it would have then. So I guess it never happened. Dog, a lot of moving parts here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It sounds horrible. I don't know why we even <laughs> just put that on the TV. It was so disgusting. I can't believe it. <laughs> I think I should just walk out into traffic. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I don't understand why. You got everybody in. You got diversity in. You got everything in. They said in. that like it's a bad thing. Yeah, and then it's didn't like. They? Like yeah. that's, to me, that's uh, that's them coming off as, oh, <laughs> ethnic diversity. Like they put that in air quotes or something too. Right. Like that's. Yeah, sorry. That was uh, sorry. We were trying to do that. Oh, the the buzzword. The yeah, buzzwords. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's all right. Incredible. Um, but it has to be for nine minutes a uh, battle royal when you know the show's going long anyway. Oh man, this it's seven hours a, of wrestling. Yeah, well, we're getting. This has to look, be, I'll, guys, I'll never forget. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I keep mistaking this WrestleMania for the one I actually worked in with Billy and Kane and the and the Shield. I don't know what year that was, but but. <laughs> I keep getting this one mixed up with that one. And we had 19 minutes, or we had 18 minutes the night before we were putting our match, talking and putting our match together and stuff. When we got there, we had seven minutes. Wow. And, and that's, so that's not on this pay-per-view, but I'm just telling you, that's what happens. And the longer it goes, the deeper you're going to cut. You know what I mean? Because you, I can't not get my main event. I mean, we're going to do that. So you're going to lose time in every other. I'm sure this had 20 minutes and it, it got cut. You know what I mean? It got cut. And that's, with, that's nature of the beast. With three brands involved, you've got both brands and NXT. Yep. Uh, how is that settled? Who goes over? Is that a Vince call? Is that a everybody jockeying? What happens? Yeah, it's. I mean, look, there's not a lot of jockeying, to be quite honest. You you know who you want to win, and everybody knows we all play for the same team. And, and I tell you the truth, I'm not even sure whose team Na Naomi was on at the time. But, but, like, it was one of those things where the talent who deserves it, who warrants to get this notch in their belt, if, if it's that, that's the one where everybody, you know what I mean? Like somebody goes, ah, we want to do that. And Vince will go, okay, uh, but let's keep thinking just in case, you know what I mean? Just in case something better pops up and whatever. And then either people build off of that or somebody comes in with a different idea. And so, you know, best idea wins. Uh, it's never, it's never been like, hmm, that guy had a really good one. But you, you, you suck at these ideas. <laughs> let's go with your ideas. Um, but if yes. you just read the Observer, that's, of course, the, 
That's how we how we book <laughs> yeah. the shows. Uh, fourth match, Seth Rollins won the IC title in a three-way over champion The Miz and Finn Balor mm. in 15 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, it ended when Rollins hit Balor with the curb stomp and then hit Miz with the curb stomp for the pin. Three mm. and a half stars. Wow. Uh, dog, talk about these guys. I mean, this just screams good match. We're going to throw Seth Rollins, The Miz, and Finn Balor in the ring. Yeah. Magic's about to happen. Yeah, and to me, like uh, a lot of people would go like, oh, I, I wish Miz wasn't in there because these other two have this high work rate. I think Miz needs to be in there because of that. I think he's the perfect foe to those great wrestling guys that he can do something crappy and cheat. And you know what I mean? Like Miz yep. is – look, to me, Miz, if I ever – I had him on my show when, when or on our – smackdown show when we wrote and and he's the best talent you could you could wish for he can have a match with anybody he can cut a promo for 10 minutes if you want him to he can and he and it would be great you know what i mean so i i love mike mazanin um he's a heck of a talent and uh and an all-star to have on your roster uh by the way uh, just to for us behind the scenes what's going on are you in the gorilla for the show, whole show? Are you watching Raw matches? Are you going back and forth? What are you doing? So, so I'm, I'm going back and forth. Uh, I'm not sitting there watching the Raw matches, but I am uh, staying in gorilla. Like, I'll get up and talk to the match that comes back while maybe uh, whoever was writing yeah, Raw at the time would, would go up there. And it's just, you just kind of sit up there. I, I would actually sit up there because I, I'm decent at finding shots and stuff too. So I could, I could help. Uh, it sounds so, so lofty, but like I, I can help, uh, with the headsets on. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, but, but a, lo a lot of the writers just go up there because, Hey, something happens in the middle. Why are we doing this again? And the writer goes, because remember, we're going to do this next week. And you know what I mean? He's got all the info and okay. Right. So tell the announcers to stop saying this or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so, um, j just good to have that good source of information right there about all, all the creative um, but yeah, I was I would be in Gorilla for the most part. All right, let's keep it going. Fifth match on the docket: Charlotte Flair beat Oscar in 13 minutes and four seconds to keep the SmackDown Women's Title from the Observer. A funny part of this match is that originally they were going to work the match around Oscar's armbar finisher. Then they were told Oscar is no longer allowed to do the armbar. The whole idea for Oscar going from the chicken wing to the armbar was set up something with Ronda Rousey. So that's the sign they dropped that idea when she went from being told to focus on the armbar to being told not to use it. Dog, do you remember anything about this? Is that true? So, so I do remember about uh, Rhonda coming in and, and people stopping or having to stop use the, the similar armbars. Um, I, look, a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people come in and have stuff and you go, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Don't do those. And and look, a lot of German suplexes when Brock was coming around and taking everybody to Suplex City and that shirt was selling like wildfire. You didn't notice too many other people doing German suplexes, <laughs> did right. you? But nobody said a word about that. And what's interesting to me, Cassio kid, is that to the observer, the most interesting part of Charlotte versus Asuka <laughs> at WrestleMania is the fact that she can't do a, an arm bar. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? And who, who are you people? By the way, they started with that. Let me tell you how they ended after they give the breakdown. 
They say uh, Flair hit the spear and then put Asuka in the figure eight. She was bridging with one arm, but because she was selling the left arm based on Asuka's arm lock earlier. This was an excellent match. Second best on the show. It was hard hitting and emotional. By the way, we've we've started with she's got a chicken wing now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Asuka I- then grabbed the mic and said Charlotte was ready for Asuka. Congratulations. Yeah. And they hugged. It was weird because they walked over Flair's in-ring celebration when referee Dan Engler came out and told Cena that Undertaker was there and Cena ran to the back. Uh, a lot of stuff going on here. Four stars yeah. Yeah. for this match. Well, look, I, I love that they gave it the four stars. Maybe I shouldn't have been so hard on them, but I, I, I don't like when you lead with some... I mean, holy mackerel. Oscar's yeah. undefeated, and she's going into WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair for the women's title. And, and I don't know, and you lead off with, well, the interesting thing here is backstage, they said, stop doing arm bars. <laughs> like, yeah. who gives a rotten rat's rectum? You know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> I don't care about that. And then maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the in the minority there. But is it the moment and the cool wrestling match so much more cool than the that I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. One, uh, I know Ronda Rousey has an arm bar, so it makes sense yeah, to me. She's just going... tapped people out with it yeah. <laughs> many times, many a time. So it makes sense to go, hey guys, her finisher, this big, yeah, this we got a new face bar. here. We're trying to create her. She's got to do the arm bar. That's what she always does. It's funny that Cassio Kid uh, understands this, <laughs> but the people who make their living off of wrestling don't get it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I, I just, My- I get frustrated and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. The bigger question for me as a, as a fan and not knowing what goes on behind the scenes, what's the discussion and how does it end with Asuka's streak being ended here? Why here? So, look, I, I think right, wrong, or indifferent, and I said it earlier, It has it, somebody has to beat her. Right. She's not going to go undefeated forever. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not, that's not possible, and yes. it's not good. It's not good television. Why you had to do something to Goldberg, if, of, of, you know, eventually to beat him, because... You can only beat everybody for so long. Then, then you, we got to tell a story with you. You know what I mean? So, so this was her. This was her clean slate, if you ask me. And now, if you look, uh, however many years later we are, um, she was in WrestleMania again for a women's title. You know what I mean? So, whether the creative decision was right, wrong, or indifferent five years ago, uh, she's hotter than she's ever been still today. What do you think about uh, was it too fast to move on from that emotional win to Engler coming out and grabbing Cena, or do you think it yeah, added no, to it? No, I'm sure it was too fast, and I'm sure it did step on the celebration. I would argue that the celebration was kind of over once Oscar got a microphone and said some stuff. Like, that's right. the moment's kind of over. Now they hug, that's the moment. But, of course, it's seven hours so yeah. you're not going to let that, okay, breathe. Now let's see them hug. Let's get faces. Let's go. No, we got to get them out of there. We got we to gotta yeah. go. And so do you step on some moments like that? Yeah. Uh, with respect to time and how much of it we're, we're using and wasting and how valuable every minute is. Yeah. Sometimes you rush through some crap. Yeah, if, if we have a long celebration, people are going, we got eight matches left. Yeah. Why are y'all showing us a celebration? <laughs> Let's get yeah. to the main event. Yeah, and the Cena thing's a big deal. Yeah. Undertaker's Cena. here. That was a big, big story point. So, yeah, it's, it's 
but it's it's very apropos of everybody should be the champ. You deserve it. You deserve no, not everybody deserves to be the champion. Not everybody deserves, you know, their 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 due just in the limelight until the next segment goes on. Sometimes people get cut short and you, not everybody gets that. And so when you get to that tier um, that I just happened to be holding on to white knuckles and I could get in the shot with Hunter. Uh, but but I once you get there, then I don't know. I don't know. It's just crazy. The world's crazy. Um, Jinder Mahal won a four-way to win the U.S. title over champion Randy Orton. Rusev and Bobby Roode in 8-13. Good fast action. Aiden English is singing for Rusev. Got a big reaction. Mm-hmm. Rusev was the most over guy in the match, so, of course, <laughs> he ended up losing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there Rusev, it is. Rusev did a hell of a drop kick on Roode. Orton gave Rusev a back suplex on the barricade. The finish saw Roode hit the glorious DDT on Orton, but Mahal saved. Rusev landed a kick on Roode and another on Mahal. Rusev then kicked Sunil Singh, which gave Mahal the chance to get him from behind and hit the Kalas for the pin. <laughs> so, Two and three quarter stars. Yeah, yeah. What well, look, what if, if Rusev would have won that, it would have been four stars. Uh but but <laughs> I, and I and I get that. So my my thinking here is, and this was the conversation that we had. If you're not gonna beat, if you're not gonna put it on Rusev, uh, how do you get the most heat with the heel that you're trying to? And we thought, well, you put it, you beat Rusev. You know what I mean? You have this bad guy, take it away from him, and hey, wait a minute. And 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 fans nowadays are so entitled to the like, oh, we didn't get our way. We didn't, you didn't book it the way I wanted you to book it. You know what I mean? And I get it. A lot of people wanted us to book it that way, but we didn't. You know what I mean? And, and it was, we, we missed an opportunity. And I'll take, again, credit for that. Uh, I'm not happy to take the credit, but, but, but I'll take the heat because we missed an opportunity with Aiden English and with Rusev. But that's in the past, and I can't go back and change it. So all I can tell you now is, well, what was the crazy thinking behind it? You know what I mean? And so that was it. Okay, we're not putting the title on Rusev. So who are we going to put it on? And, and, and we knew gender. We knew gender was a, was a, a, a project that we were going to work with. You know what I mean? And that's the way things are done. That's the way things have been done uh, forever in this industry. So, yeah, it was how do you get the most heat? You beat the guy they love the most and with the guy they hate the most. Yeah. When, uh, well, let's talk about Randy having a kind of a reduced role here, yeah. ending up in this match. Uh, what was what was the discussion behind that? Well, look, I mean, you know, Randy's Randy, and Randy wasn't going to be on on WrestleMania, and so so it was like, okay, well, how do we how do we make this match really cool and really big? Uh, tomorrow and it's you add Randy Orton to it and so yeah. yeah I I don't think he was I don't think this is like this is WrestleMania and it's a United States title match so I don't think it's beneath anybody um but it was definitely Randy helping prop this match up a little bit and like you mentioned earlier it it helps boost the 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 eyes on the U.S. title yeah for sure if Randy's and, going for it it's an yeah, important title yeah and and he talked about how important it was for him to get, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I thought it all it all worked. Here we go. Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey beat Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in 20 minutes and 26 seconds. Uh, everybody talks about the finally Angle got out of the pedigree and flipped Triple H over the top rope, made the hot tag. The place went insane. Rousey <laughs> used a back suplex and a ton of punches. 
dropping Stephanie with a body shot, just like Coach Edmund taught her. Rousey was throwing her around and did a monkey flip into the mount. Rousey went for the armbar, and Stephanie broke it, attacking the eyes. A lot of action in this. The place went nuts many times. Got some big pops. Yeah. Uh, they were very careful that Triple H never got any offense on her and any man versus woman stuff. Yeah. Was the woman attacking and not the man. Rousey was throwing all kinds of punches to Triple H and got the armbar on him, armbar on him, which may have been the biggest pop on the show, except for maybe Daniel Bryan's ring entrance. It ends up uh, with a Triple H shoving Angel Angle into the post and Stephanie threw Rousey's shoulder first into the post. They set up a double pedigree spot, but Angle backdropped Triple H over the top rope. Rousey reversed and got the armbar. They showed Dana White at ringside and identified him as Rousey got a standing ovation when it was over four and a quarter stars. Whoa. What a match this is, dog. I know it's got to be practiced and rehearsed a bunch. We heard about that, but still, for Rousey, this is a pretty hell of an in-ring debut for her. Oh, man. I, look, I she's blown me away ever since. Like She's one of the ones that uh, she wants her stuff to be good. She wants to be good at this. You know what I mean? She she really wants it. And and for, for somebody to come from, uh, like, I don't know, I guess from a, from a legitimate sports standpoint, to come from somewhere and come and want to be really good at what I did is impressive to me. You know what I mean? Like, like you could really beat me up right now, uh, but you want to learn how to not do that and make it look good. You know what I mean? Like that's always impressed me. And look, I, I would, and I've said this before. Um, I think some of her work as of late actually is some of her best stuff. She reminds me of Brock Lesnar with her selling a lot of the selling for Raquel Gonzalez and stuff like that. She took a beating and, and, and I don't know, man, she, she's kind of earned my respect. Um, especially in the squared circle. I do remember from my vantage point when I did get back in my seats and kick the guy out. Um, this was, to me, I, I, I do remember Daniel Bryan's entrance being loud, but boy, the pops in this match were deafening. I'll never night. forget when finally she got in there and Hunter thought like, all right, whatever. You know what I mean? And he started doing And all of a sudden she just started unleashing on him. It was and amazing. He, going, <laughs> he looked like he walked into a hornet's nest. I, I know. Oh, and it was the crowd was going absolutely oh, yeah. bonkers. Yeah. Uh, I know this was on the Raw brand. Did you have anything to do with this, or did no. you just see it? For no, the first I just time watched. There? I just watched it and loved it. Uh, yeah, it was. It is amazing. You know, and 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 we we forget that we're talking about uh, on the other side of the ring, a mother of three. Incredible. Somebody who's not a professional wrestler. You know what I mean? Somebody who has taken bumps and done that, but that's not what they do for a living. And this is Stephanie. Uh, you know, all the other all the other three have been in combat. Uh, Legend. You know, and, and so so we forget to talk about how great she is um, because she's great. And she's exactly character-wise what she needs to be. And she's really good at it. Um, did you, uh, let's keep it going. Um, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, we mentioned earlier, yeah. won the SmackDown tag titles over the champs, the Usos and Big E and Kofi Kingston in five minutes and 54 seconds. They had no chance following the previous <laughs> match. Jimmy did a splash off the top on Harper who kicked out the finish saw Harper delivering an assisted power bomb off the top rope on Kingston and pinning him two stars for the bludgeon brothers winning the SmackDown titles. 
when a match like the previous tag match is that hot and then this is going on, oh, the yeah. crowd kind of loses its luster. Do you expect that ahead of time? Yes, yes. I mean, because you you can look at the card, and when you're coming up with the order of the card, you go, ooh, that's a tough spot. Ooh, right. That's a tough spot. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you try to... You try to make it flow, make the show flow where there is some, and dare I say this, but where there is some down parts. You know what I mean? Where you catch your breath. Some stuff still happens, and it's still cool, and some titles changed. Holy crap, what happened? Oh, and now, oh, we're finally catching our breath for the next big thing to come out. You know what I mean? And so it's... It's a it's a balancing act, man, and, and ordering those shows and, and thinking about those spots that are tough to be in, and you know it's all just a, and it's all a roll of the dice. You don't know until in retrospect you go, holy crap, that worked, that was awesome, or man, that match should have been on first. You know what I mean, or something like that. Or I and I, look, I know the mentality has got to be, let I'll, I'll go behind anybody and try to do my best. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. But is there any kind of Tongue in cheek. Hey, really, guys? Y'all making oh, us yes. go after this with the yes. boys? You know, Maybe not I upset, to, but I don't know if you ever saw uh, Max Mini. Like back in the day, he was he was uh, he's a, a Latino um, dwarf wrestler. Okay, and he and he wore a full mask, and he could do stuff that would make your friggin' hair curl. Like he could do <laughs> run up the ropes and dive out of the front floor and do and uh, like whole. And he would come back through the curtains like they would come back, and me and Billy would be standing there. And I'd be like, dude, what? And he couldn't speak good English. I would just go, what the? Dude, don't do that stuff. Like, <laughs> we can't do any of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, but so, yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek, like, well, but, but you're right. The attitude is, and it's the right attitude to have, follow that. I'm going to go out there and leave everything. If I got five minutes... Let's I'm go. leaving it all in five minutes. Let's do the yeah. dang thing. And 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 you come back in and go, yeah, follow that too. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had a hard time. Now you do too. Uh, Cena came out for his match with Undertaker. Instead, Elias came out and started singing and for I told a while. Her, I told her, hell, I seen her. <laughs> uh, Cena went first. <laughs> first went to leave and go back to sitting in the stands with the idea that Undertaker wasn't coming. Elias was singing about how much Cena sucked when Cena hit the ring, did his trademark stuff like the five-knuckle shuffle, and followed with the attitude adjustment. It looked like it was over until suddenly Undertaker's trench coat and hat was in the ring. Lightning struck, and Undertaker's music started to play. This I wish I could watch that right now. Was incredible, by the way. <laughs> the entrance for Undertaker about ten times longer than the actual match. Yeah, I remember being here and my wife going, "What is happening? <laughs> when does this end? I don't know what's happening. Why can't he just get to the ring? Can he? Does he have a motorcycle still?" <laughs> and I said, "Honey, look around." Nobody's mad at it. They've all got their phones out. You're the only one angry. She's just like, I don't know what's happening. Why is he so slow? Yeah. I was like, he's dead. He's been dead for a long time. He's been dead for a long time. Uh, The match is two minutes and 46 seconds. It took forever for Taker to get to the ring. Michael Cole pushed that Undertaker and Cena were the two greatest performers of all time. The Observer says, please. Uh, Undertaker (laughs) started with punches and a flying clothesline and did the old school rope walk. He missed a big boot badly that was supposed to hit and did a leg drop. He went for a choke slam, but Cena got out and used a back <laughs> suplex. The fans booed Cena. 
Taker then sat up and Cena freaked out. Undertaker then hit the choke slam and Tombstone piled over for the pin. One and a quarter star. We call that the Road Dog Special there. That's a deal with double. That's a DO double right there. That's a daily um, double. What did you think <laughs> of this whole thing? Um, Taker, Cena on a pay per view, and it's under three minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is I, Taker too beat up? Was this a health thing? What do you I would think? Im- I would imagine, and it may have been both ways. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 uh, they aren't spring chickens at this no, point. No, and so to, to doctor it up that much seems seems to make me think like, oh, somebody was was a half speed going half speed. You know what I mean? Somebody physically couldn't couldn't do all they wanted to do or so, something because I don't know that just it doesn't seem right. Like you could have really had a had a heck of a match and a heck yeah. of entrances and uh, you know what I mean? The Observer thinks they know. They said basically the decision to go with Cena versus Undertaker was made months ago. At some point, they realized that Undertaker couldn't do a match of any length. That was the catalyst for the build being what it was because they wanted everyone to know. The Hall of Fame announcement was next. Goldberg gets the biggest reaction, but seeing Jeff get to come out and get his flowers here, had to be proud of that night, my friend. <laughs> yeah. We've mentioned it, uh, yeah. but... Super cool moment to hear that pop. I remember everybody going wild for Jeff. Yeah, very, very, very real moment uh, for me. And I, I hope it was for Jeff, you know what I mean? Uh, because, like like I said, there's not a whole lot of real stuff in the, in the sports entertainment wrestling industry. But this, to me, uh, is feels good. It feels, feels good for real. And, and uh, since he's my friend for real, it feel, feels good for me to, to, to see him inducted, you know. Uh, next up, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in 15 minutes and 22 seconds. So Owens and Zayn remain fired. Bryan was ridiculously over, but he got jumped right away. Zayn gave Bryan the hell of a kick, and Owens gave him a power bomb on the apron. Bryan was out of it before it started, and for the first nine minutes, it was a handicap match with Shane. Uh, he was moving and taking stuff well enough. And I'm not sure I buy that he needs hernia surgery, but he was clearly not himself, says the <sighs> observer. Um, it ends with they were yes banners all over the ringside area for Brian, but they were all handed out by WWE personnel at the start of the match. Brian went to ringside and hugged his wife, and Shane went to ringside and celebrated with his kids. Three and a half stars. Hell of a match. I was there. I thought it was better than three and a half stars. Yeah. But you had to be impressed with all these guys for what they could pull off. A hundred percent. And and look, do you did you let me ask you a question, a personal question. Did you watch the match and go four stars, six stars, nine no. stars? Or did you go, Oh, that was awesome? I watch it and went, that was a hell of a match. Thank you. That's how I Thank do you. all matches. That's what, either good or bad. That's, that's what human people do. <laughs> I wasn't chalking point. Oh, <laughs> power bomb. That's a half a point. I don't, uh, I don't now, get it. It's a hell of a match. Uh, Nia Jax pinned Alexa Bliss in nine minutes and two seconds to win the Raw Women's title. Ooh. Mickey James came out with Bliss. Jax destroyed James before the match started. Throwing her into the barricade over and over. Oh. Uh, they go a lot of back and forth. Then in ring, Bliss tried to do Shawn Michaels and do the I'm sorry before she hit her DDT finisher. <sighs> Jax kicked out and absolutely nobody thought it was the finish. Jax came back to win with an Alabama slam oh. and then said, I loved you and hit the Samoan drop off the middle rope for the pin. 
two and three quarter stars. Wow. Nia recently had an appearance at the Royal Rumble, but her work has been controversial to say the least over the years yeah. with people getting hurt or busted open. What did you think of her in the ring, dog? Well, I, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know, you know, people get hurt and get busted open all the time in this industry. Like it's, it happens every day with every different character. So I don't know why her work has seemed, you know, they always want to put the heat on her, but I don't know that it's always been her. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, yes, she's punched some people in the face, but, but I think it's, it seemed like it was after people punched her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Yep. I, I always, I always really liked Nia Jax. I always thought she's a sweetheart. Um, beautiful woman um and and a, and a good athlete and i think i thought that story right there was perfect with the, her being uh so much bigger than alexa bliss you know yeah. and so i don't know i just think i think she gets a, a bum rap a lot and i think calling her work controversial is is not fair like i you know a lot of people a lot of people are stiff if that's I'll, I'll, what they're if that's what they mean Sure. We've talked about it with you in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go kill Terry Funk. Let's yeah, let's do out. it. A lot of people work like, like that. You know, and the truth be told, like, oh, well, when so-and-so kicks so-and-so's teeth down their throat, oh, well, that's working strong style. But when so-and-so knocks her teeth, she don't know how to work. Like, okay, whatever. Like, y'all are all <laughs> experts. We, we, what do we know? We're just doing it. Well, also, social media gets hyper-focused, and once somebody goes, hey, look, she punches people hard, then everybody looks for it, and, yeah. and it gets – it. Then every and, time they're watching through a magnifying glass. Yeah. And, and she, look, big, rough girl, <laughs> beautiful, yeah. big, rough, beautiful I'll, woman. I'll never forget the first time I ever saw her house show in Huntsville and got to walk backstage, luckily. And I, I turned the corner and saw her in person. And I went, first of all, my gosh, she, like you said, she's beautiful. Striking. I mean, and then strikingly I went, beautiful. I don't want any part of that. No, uh, no, she no, was no. a monster at the same way, you know, just <laughs> yeah. you see her next to the other ladies and go, my gosh. Yeah. But, but she'll murder but, all of us. But to your point, the first thing you see is her striking gorgeous. beauty. Gorgeous. Like she's just gorgeous. Absolutely and, gorgeous. and, uh, so I don't know. I, look, I've, I know some people, uh, got rough with her and she got rough back with them. And so what, what hmm. you know, what's good for the goose. Um, speaking of strong style, our 12th match into the docket, AJ Styles pin Shinsuke Nakamura in 20 minutes and 10 seconds to retain the WWE title. Mm -hmm. Nakamura got the big entrance from Nita Strauss, Alice yeah. Cooper's guitarist, who is considered one of the best female guitarists in the world. She's a big wrestling fan, yep. and Nakamura is her favorite wrestler. Except for Rousey's match, the crowd was more jacked up for this match from the start. It was a good match, but it never reached the great level they said lots of people cheered there was a mixed reaction to styles's low blow and started putting the boots to him knocking him out of the ring a lot of mixed reaction to this lots of people cheered with the idea we got to see an angle and there were loud yes chants as he turned others booed the turn after he continued the beating the boos got louder but when nakamura gave styles a kinshasa on the floor <laughs> to complete the beating he got cheered Three and three-quarter stars, dog. I remember in the building. He'll turn right here is quite interesting, but this match, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, built as a dream match. Yeah. And, hard, and to, 
it's hard to live up to that. Yes. That's that's the whole thing. Big shoes to fill going in. Because everybody, I've already put it up on a pedestal. And I'm talking about me. You know what I mean? I ain't talking about Tom, Dick, or Harry who's in section C, row six, seven, and eight. I'm talking about me, Brian James. It was a dream match in my head. I made it so big in my head they couldn't have never followed it. You know what I mean? And so I was expecting to see, you know, one of them – pee a lightning bolt another one uh you know whatever I, I don't know what i was expecting but i propped it up so big in my head that just like that report said man it was awesome it was a great match and you go back and watch it and it's it just it and you go like yeah man that was a great match now yes we we, we did the angle on the end of it where aj turned or whatever and so that kind of that kind of hurts the match a little bit, I, I think, as as far as you don't get a clean finish and a, a shake of the hands after and all that. Like we we did turn turned AJ there. We did a little deal here, and uh, and so it kind of screws up the finish. And so maybe that's on us a little bit. But but look, it was a dream match that everybody dreamed about, and they dreamed it better than it was, if that makes sense. And and believe you me, it was great. Those two guys, I could watch them wrestle every night of the week and and love every minute of it. But I built it up so big in my head. Yeah. I don't th- I think it was unfair to them to do that. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> because they they it puts them in an impossible position. Um I cannot wait until there is a wrestler whose finisher is peeing a lightning bolt on his opponent. Uh, yes. I cannot wait. Yes, they call him Laser, laser leaker, the laser leaker. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Painting a lightning bolt is oh, a great finisher. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman and Nicholas beat Sheamus and Cesaro <laughs> to win the Raw Tag Titles in three minutes and fifty-five seconds. Again, you got to put this match somewhere. I think it's at the perfect spot. Having to follow Nakamura and Styles. It's like I we agree. mentioned earlier. Hard to follow that going yeah, in. So. so so don't. So yeah. follow it with something the exact opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's what this is. This is a novelty, but it's a holy mackerel. It's brawn too. You know what I mean? So it's, uh, yeah, perfect spot for it. Uh, one of those feel-good moments in WrestleMania. You got to have them, right? Yeah, I agree. And uh, referee John Cohn, that was his son. That was his son. Yeah. What's he up to now? <laughs> have you seen him around? Yeah, he, uh, he uh, is one half of the tag champs of AEW. <laughs> kidding i don't know i don't know what he, i don't know i think no, he's that's in school. the ass boys that's not oh that's right that's right somebody else's kid yeah, that's, that's awesome right, right? Yeah. that those kids are the tag champs over there I, i'm so proud of them uh here we go brock lesnar pinned roman reigns in 1553 to retain the universal title this was the usual lesnar style paul Heyman match of nothing but big signature power moves Reigns got no cheers, and really the crowd just rejected this match, but they didn't leave the early either. Lesnar looked as soft as compared to how he usually looked at the big shows. Lesnar hit three German suplexes. There were fans counting them out loud. Reigns came back with two Superman punches. Reigns then did a Superman punch off the ring steps. Reigns came off the steps, but Lesnar caught him, and with an overhead belly-to-belly throw, Mm. Reigns landed almost on his head on that one. Fans started chanting CM Punk. When these chants start, <laughs> what happens backstage? Anything? Do you even care? Are you focused on the match? I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you. You're not going to send somebody out chant to tell whatever to you shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, please. Uh, so, yeah, what are you going to do? You Chant go, something you go, else. You go, like, okay, do, you paid the money. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. But, but that, 
I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm uh, different. Let's wrap up this uh, match and the show. <laughs> Lesnar threw Reigns face first into the announcer's table. Lesnar did two more German suplexes and two more overhead Ooh. suplexes. On the second one, Reigns landed right on his shoulder. Lesnar cleared out the German announcer's table. They were not ready for that. Uh, <laughs> Ray, to be quite honest, let's stop there for a second. Yeah. To be quite honest, I think we actually told them they were going through the Spanish announce. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So they weren't ready for that. Uh, Reigns I came. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> thinking, thinking back now. Uh, Reigns came back and tackled Lesnar over the American table. Reigns hit a Superman punch and two spears, but Lesnar kicked out. Reigns questioned ref Chad Patton on the count. He went for another spear, but ran into Lesnar's knee. Lesnar then hit the F5, but Reigns kicked out. They had spent a year building nobody kicking out of that move. And when they did it, because the crowd was reacting more to the various beach balls and security <laughs> trying to confiscate them in the match, that the year of the build for that spot got little reaction. I do remember I was peeved that there were beach balls flying in my face. Yeah. Uh, well, there. I mean... I Again, what are you going to do? You paid your money. From, from a performer, from a production standpoint, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. From, from a talent standpoint, I would love to find the person who started it uh. and then see if they, would you like an autograph from this guy that was in the ring putting his uh, health on the line yeah. while you pulled out a, vol a beach ball? because you wanted to be part of the show because you wanted to be special. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand if you want to be part of the show, train and become a wrestler and get in the ring and wrestle. But like, if you're come to hijack the show that I, I feel like that's, I, I don't even know. It's not, I mean, it's malicious, right? It's not, you're not going there to, to, to do it and have fun. You're going there to, to take over. And that's, I don't know. I want to punch you. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm an old curmudgeon as well. I don't like the wave at baseball games. I don't like people chatting at comedy shows. I don't like beach balls at wrestling events. Yeah, we're watching the show, and I know what watch. your, I know your little point is. Like you said, they're wanting to be a part of the show, but I paid money to go see the show, not Dude, a beach right? ball yeah. in my face. And luckily, when they came to our section, uh, they were quickly squashed. I had good people around me. <laughs> Um, if this match is two hours sooner and the whole show isn't seven hours, does this change the crowd, you think? A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. But look, I, that's what, I, what I'm talking about, too, is that, that this crowd, um, what I said earlier about Nakamura and AJ, I think people were, were wanting that to deliver in the way that they thought it was going to deliver, and then it didn't. And then this one, to me, was the one that the 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 real wrestling fan thinks is WWE. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is Roman versus Lesnar. For this is the but but the underground one is Shinsuke versus AJ. And and I think the underground one's cooler. Punk rock's cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like it's so so I just I think so I think they kind of turned on that match anyway. You know what I mean? Before it ever even started. And so, you know, it is what it is, and it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. You pay your money, you get to sit down, and you get to do whatever you want to while we're out there. Um, if you respect the, the guys, though, even if you don't like them and you don't like the story or whatever, I don't know. I don't come oh. to where you work and try to <laughs> serve Frosties. 
I knew it was coming. I, I know because coming. I love I love a frosty. Uh, let me wrap this up uh, because there is some uh, controversy about the ending. I want to ask you about during okay. the match. Uh, he gets uh, Reigns gets elbowed and he is covered in blood. Yeah, actually would need both sutures and staples to close the wound after the match. Reigns was covered in blood. The crown was chanting, "This is awful." Reigns then came back and hit two more spears, but Lesnar kicked out. Reigns then came off the ropes for the spear that everyone backstage thought was the finish. And Reigns instead picked him up and gave him an F5 and got the pin. After they played the Mania Highlights video package, the show ended with Reigns bloodied, bruised up, walking slowly down the aisle with the idea of the people at home giving him sympathy. But in the building, the chants were, you deserve it. I think as he was leaving, you could hear Reigns' father say, when is he going to lay down for you? Three stars on the match, dog. Was this real heat? Was the dad pissed? <laughs> I don't think so. Is that true? Okay. Was the father really overheard saying uh, Yes. So I, that was why I wanted to ask. Do you remember oh, that? I do, I do not remember that. I do not, I do not remember hearing that. But, I mean, he did it when it was time. You know what I mean? You never, you never know when it's the right time. It's the, you know what I mean? Like you can, the fans can think they know, and uh, but they don't, they don't have to any of the business uh, pressures to deal with, or or questions, or or you know problems, or any anything. It's just fantasy in my head. I wanted you to do this, and you didn't do that. So here's a beach ball. <laughs> <clears throat> You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know, and and it's and it's all phony baloney wrestling, and I love it. And and yes, we're trying to because think about this, Cassio, and this is where this is where I get I get so twisted up in my own head. This guy, this babyface, got beat up and he's bloody and he lost and he's walking back. And of course, if you have an ounce of empathy or sympathy or compassion you go like god darn man he lost but look at him he's a bloody he left it all out there you know yeah of course you're wanting the people to get that message at home but the people in, in the building are so jaded that they're going you deserve it and he's covered in blood like that's if you think about that on a moral level that's the sickest thing i've ever heard in my life that's some Jeffrey Dahmer stuff. Like only he's in the sports guy, entertainment, only, my friend. Only in WWE, my friend. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's crazy. And and believe you me, that's the conversations we have when trying to produce or execute a segment such, as such, where you go, yeah, and then he'll do the walk and, and he'll get the sympathy applause or whatever because you're thinking like a a normal human being, but then these crazy wrestling fans see this guy that's lost a, a lot of blood and probably needs a transfusion, and they go, you deserve it. <laughs> and I tell you what, man, I tell you what, I don't get it. Uh, hey, because now do- that same dude is on top of the world, and what do they do? They acknowledge him. Yeah, they do. He's the head of the table now. Baby. Every one of them in that building that was chanting, you deserve it, is now going, I need to get my new Bloodline t-shirt because TV's coming to town. Uh, pretty, yeah, pretty good run after this Good moment. run. Yeah, he's had a pretty good run. <laughs> he's doing all right. Um, let me ask you a couple quick things afterwards, and then we'll get into fan questions. Were you, were you happy about how your stuff went down? Yes. Yes, very um, happy. And look, a lot of the times it's it's where things start and things stop. And so, I, I for me, a lot of things started in new directions after this mania. So I liked it. 
just wanting to know about you since you've mentioned it at other events. Did you leave after the SmackDown matches were over or did you stay the whole time? I plead the fifth. <laughs> you were I'm a... just telling you, I did watched you... the last match from my hotel room. I was about to say, you couldn't get hit with a beach ball in your hotel room. Uh, 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 what was it? Was there a celebration uh, for you? Are you focused on that? Are you going, hey, we got to get to Raw the next night? Yeah, that's gotta it. You got to work on SmackDown. Dude, that's it. Is, is what, you know, that... Because Vince used to say, and it was awesome because it's the truth. Hey, that was cool yesterday, wasn't it? Yep. Well, that was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> we got tomorrow and today and the next day. If and this weekend's you know, successful, we ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. This was awesome. And it was great. But we that was yesterday. Yeah. And so what do we do? And, and, and so I'm thinking, we're thinking now about... What's the main event of Tuesday's show? Of you know what I mean? So you're you're putting stuff together already, and so yeah, there's no no rest for the weary, right? To me, it's kind of like football. You see a college football game where you a team gets an upset over somebody they weren't supposed to win, yeah, and then the next week they lose to somebody they weren't supposed to lose. You go, well, you just blew the you blew the win. The win doesn't mean anything because your record's <laughs> the same now. You know, it's yeah. like we could have a successful WrestleMania, but if we don't nail. The Raw afterwards and the SmackDown yeah, afterwards yeah, and keep yeah, yeah. our storylines going we just created. We've you, wasted the whole thing. You, you, you lose momentum, and momentum's a real thing. You know what I mean? Like, I would argue the momentum right now of the WWE is is crazy. Um, and so I'm I'm just excited to be a part of it and excited to see what comes post-Mania. Um, Dog, before we get into fan questions, I want to show everybody something very special we've got over at boxofgimmicks.com. It oh. is our brand new Oh, oh you didn't know Jersey, baby. The How oh, about you didn't this? Know Jersey. Here's the here's the kicker, dog. Yep. They've only making sixty nine of these. That is the sixty nine <laughs> number on the back. Why? Because oh I get it. We're only making sixty nine of these an exclusive. Oh you didn't know box of gimmicks exclusive. When they are gone, they're gone in they this colorway. So if you want this, you better get it now. The black jersey, the oh, you didn't know logo, oh, you didn't know across the back, 69 on the number, and it is awesome looking. Yep. I, I can't wait for ours to hopefully come in the mail before the 69 of them sell out. If you want yours, go now. Go to boxofgimmicks.com. That's where all of the oh, you didn't know merchandise is. You can get all of the shirts. We've got fanny packs there. We've got more coming. And by the way, if you want some kind of merch, if you're looking for a beach towel or a cup or another fanny pack, whatever it is, or a beach let ball. us know. Beach Oh. <laughs> if we made oh, you didn't we, know beach balls. We need beach balls. You're getting so much trouble if they end up at a live event. You're getting so much trouble. Is that, a, is that a road dog beach ball? That's a road ball dog beach ball. Did yeah, you say that, road dog ball on okay, it? Okay, now, now we've got to... Now we've got to make it. They always come that. in a two-pack, Road Dogs Balls. <laughs> uh, we got to make it. All right. Oh, I love it. Go to Box of Gimmicks and get your jersey now before they are gone. Let's get to the fan questions, Fan dog. questions. Fan questions. A, a wrestling historian wants to know, oh, you didn't know, WWE 24 showed Brock Lesnar through the title at Vince McMahon backstage after the show ended. Yep. Why yep. was he so mad? Thanks in advance. I, I don't really know. Um, okay. I, I honestly don't. What I remember of that is I was I almost got hit by the title. Like it showed he threw the title across me to to Vince and and like everybody kind of stood up like what the crap was that? And so I don't know. Uh, I didn't really know what went down then, and 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 uh, I wasn't about to go after Brock to find out. Well, you just walk up to him and ask him next time you see. Him. Yeah, I'll say hey. 
Hey, dude, let me ask you a question. Um, but I remember, I remember Shane uh, being in Gorilla and being hot and trying to go after Brock. And, oh, wow. uh, and I said, yeah. And I said, hey, let, let's let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's just stay right here and all keep our teeth. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dave McClay, our buddy from Boston, hits us up. Uh, was Brock aiming for you or Vince when he threw the belt? <laughs> so so he was aiming for Vince. Okay. Uh, and, and he's a good aim. He's got a good, good aim, good throw. He had a good rotation on the title. Um, but one of those straps uh, almost caught me right in the mug. Um, but, yeah, no, he was aiming it. He was aiming it. He aimed it to Vince. He didn't aim it at him. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it landed in front of him on the deck. Like it was a, it was safe. He could have hit him. If he he could have, he could have hit all of us if he wanted to. And, uh, and honestly, and so it was, it was like, I don't know. I, I actually didn't know if it was a work or not because nobody said a word oh. and nobody did anything. And I thought like, cause, cause sometimes they, they would do things with each other and then laugh yeah. about it later. You know what I mean? And stuff. And you go like, Oh, I almost got killed in the crossfire there. I don't appreciate that. Uh, but but so you don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I do remember Shane was hot uh, and wanted to go, and I was like, ah. So so it, he didn't. He ended up not going. So maybe he knew something I didn't know. Carl Hayes wants to know Nick having to give up his tag belt because of school was one of the biggest injustices <laughs> in wrestling history. Was he allowed to keep the belt for his in-ring time, and will we see him in the ring again? I don't know about seeing him in the ring again. I do think he got to keep a title. I think they gave him a title. Um, but, yeah, that was, <laughs> that's great. I'm sorry I have to go back to that school. so good. So good. Uh, Brad Stanton wants to know, what was the thinking by having both Royal Rumble winners lose? Not mad, just curious. Um, is that even a thought, or is it just the way the storylines played out? Yeah, it's not it's uh, it's not a thought to be quite okay. honest with you. I mean, you 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 win the Royal Rumble to get the title shot and and or the opportunity. And I, and I do believe that's winning that Royal Rumble is something. I, yeah. I don't think losing at Mania to the champion after winning the opportunity to get there is a is a uh a, a pock mark, you know what yeah. I mean, a black eye. I think it's uh I think it's the booking going forward is is what's most important. We got you here. You bought the ticket. Uh, you're actually hitting a beach ball now. What, what am I talking about here? Uh, but but <laughs> so 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 you know what I'm saying. Now now we got to worry about not only next year's WrestleMania, but like you said, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Liam Evans wants to know: Do you know where the idea came from for Nakamura to deliver the cod shot on AJ? I don't I don't remember. I don't remember whose okay. idea that was. Um, Nakamura is a weird dude. He might have just wanted to get frisky with him. You know what I mean? It could have been. I'm just kidding. Nakamura is uh, the coolest guy in the world, and I, me and him like don't understand each other at all. But he's like, you just get it when you go up to him, and he speaks English. I just don't speak any Japanese. But but he's so cool. Like he surfs. He does. You know what I mean? Like he does. He does real that. things that are cool. You know what I mean? Like he's a big big, big into surfing. Does he surf in the leather gimmick? That's I what I mean. So. I think I so. Full red leather well, on the surfboard. It's a chain mail for shark protection. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, we're on a ball run here. Brian Fuller, Rusev or Bobby Roode, which one's a bigger ball drop by the WWE? Mm. I think Rusev. Okay. Because I think, I think Bobby Roode 
is a great hand. Bobby Roode doesn't get used enough right now. He may be injured. I don't really know what the status is. But you see Dolph Ziggler coming out there. I think Bobby Roode is is uh, could be used every every bit. Look, Bobby got here. He was forty years old. So you know what I mean. So I, I think yeah. So I think uh, and 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 still great you know what i mean still probably can well you could always work circles around me but but that, that <laughs> bar that bar is low um but yeah i think i think with rusev i think rusev and uh aiden english i think with, with there was something there with rusev day we saw that um we felt it we set it up and, and so i don't want people always forget like we we set up the rusev day we we made rusev day um like from a creative standpoint and but then the people kind of took it and owned it, and so they felt like it was theirs. And it was like, well, no, it's not yours. It's our creation, and you can you can chant Rusev Day, but when it comes time to beat him, we're going to have to beat him. You know, it's not because you like him, we're going to put him over. But yeah, we dropped the ball with Rusev and, and Rusev Day, that whole thing. Uh, we, very successful. Could have been could have been a lot more successful. Liam Evan Liam Liam Evans, excuse me, tweeted mm-hmm. us at you didn't know pod. Where would you rank New Orleans as a host city for WrestleMania? Well, I, look, I it smells like puke all the time. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about that. But uh, but if you speak French and smell like puke, welcome aboard. Um, uh, <laughs> so, so so no, I don't, I don't know. I, I I love New Orleans, but I've I live three hours from New Orleans. I have my whole life, and so I've been there a million times, and I'll be there a million more. I love it, and so it's a cool place. I know at this age not to go out, but Back in the dizzy, I used to go out on on uh, on Bourbon Street and wake up and on some. Anyway, well, I'll tell you, uh, I tell you, going to both of those New Orleans WrestleMania, uh, man, the the crowd there was awesome. I mean, yeah. you talk about well, going out, but the crowd. What I was love awesome. about that is 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 it when it's in like a destination city. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everybody was from somewhere like else, Orlando, or like a, you know what I mean. Like everybody comes from, like you said, somewhere else. Very yeah. few people are from here. You know what I mean? That's cool. Michael Double M wants to know, were any beads thrown at Dog? And did Dog give him a flash? Oh, I did. I did. I flashed nice. him my, <laughs> my boobies. <laughs> my I flashed boobies. my boobies. And I wore braids <laughs> for days. Beads. I mean, be- beads, not braids. Um, uh, This is Wrestling Film tweeted at you didn't know, Pod. My only ever mania trip was this amazing experience. Double question. How did it feel singing with my baby tonight with Double J during his Hall of Fame induction? Because I absolutely loved it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because I did not. Um, I <laughs> thought we were horrible <laughs> and we forgot the words and it was, it was, but it was all about, and I told him too, they were like, Hey, do you want to, you want to rehearse this? Do you want to do And I said, Hell no, I don't want to rehearse this. I want to go out there and just have fun and wing it and cuff it. And and I went over, my daughters actually sang on there, if you watch it back. Uh, My two daughters sang uh, back up with me. Um, but so yeah, we, we had fun with that. I had a blast doing that with my friend, Jeff, you know what I mean? It's like, what's your favorite karaoke song? And it's the one we did as a wrestling angle. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was a blast. Um, ask dog from mad dad, three, sixteen. He wants to know if they had a road dog memorial, or anything, what would it be? Love the show. So much reflection on how to let go our egos, uh, let go of our egos and self reflect <laughs> mixed in with PP pills and ball trims. Uh, <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, if there was a road dog memorial or anything, what would there be? 
Gotta be like a tag tournament or something, right? Oh no, it'd have to be like a pie eating contest. Oh, a pie eating contest. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pie? It would probably be key lime, pecan. Oh God, a good key lime. What about a good key lime pie? Tart. Gotta be tart. I'd eat the fire out of that thing. Uh, I don't know. It would be a, yeah. It would be a tag team, I think, maybe, or a promo battle. Maybe and, I don't know. Oh, a promo battle. I'll do yeah, like that's a promo interesting. Battle. Interesting uh, question. Last but not least, our first interaction with Big Booty Judy, my wife. Oh. <laughs> what? Our, our last question of the day wants to know. She said, this was my first time watching a wrestling match. Oh, excuse me. Wrestling match. Yep. Did y'all get to have any real New Orleans food? She is a big New Orleans lover. So uh, I did have go to uh, Cafe Du Monde or whatever oh, it's called. Oh, come on now. And had yeah. the beignets. Got to. And uh, that's probably about it. I mean, we had the, you know, the the fair, but it's probably hotel food. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> red beans and rice and shrimp and grits or but something you got like in that. Dumont, that's it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the place if to If you're be. only going to go to one, that ain't a bad one to go no, to. No, that's the get one to some- hit. Uh, all right, next week, dog. I can't believe this. The one-year anniversary show, my friend. No way. Yeah, one year. Of course, you and Ryan Katz started this thing. Uh, I took over after Katz went on to bigger and better things. Uh, you probably should have got out then as well. But uh, we are going to celebrate our one-year one show. One-year anniversary. Uh, you talk about five years for this mania. seemed like 100 years. Does this one year seem like, what, three months or five yeah, it, years? It, no, it seems like three months. Yeah. It does seem fast. Like, it's going like, holy crap, we've been doing this a year? Um, yeah, okay, we've been doing this a year, and that's cool. And I'm liking it. I'm hoping some people are liking it. Casio, I, I guess. I don't, care really if you, I don't care if you like it or not. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm having fun. I didn't know it was a year, and that's how you know you're having fun uh, is when time flies. And so, yeah. Catch gonna, us next week when we talk about one year anniversary. Yeah, and we're going to uh, celebrate with an ass dog anything. So uh, oh. everybody can get their questions in. Anything you want to ask, whether it's about the one year we've been doing this thing or random. If you just want to ask uh, how many times how often many? dog does his toenails. We don't yep. care. Whatever you want. Before we get out of here, a couple quick promos over on our family of ad-free shows. Yep. You need to check that out. You get early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts. Thousands. Thousands of hours. $9 for thousands of hours of bonus content, new live recordings of podcasts, and premium watch-along events, plus live Q&As. Adfreeshows.com. $9. Get it. Don't miss it. Be there. Plus, right now, dog, they can get a free trial. How about that? It's get a free. Little taste. Get a little taste. Start your free trial today. No wonder at- we ain't making no money. <laughs> Hell, they're show. giving these podcasts away. <laughs> uh, also, how cool would it be to sit shotgun and watch back some of your favorite all-time matches oh. alongside with your childhood heroes? We just did this live for the Ad yeah. Free Shows. Watch you win your IC title. Yep. And that's what Ad Free Shows does. They're making it possible with their monthly live watch-along series. A lot of great stuff going down. We just watched your IC title. Eric Bischoff watching Starcade 97. Kevin Nash watching his streak-ending win versus Goldberg. Earl Hebner watching back Sunday night's main event. And you get to watch them all live with these legends over at adfreeshows.com. Also, 
If you heard this episode and you have a business, big or small, and you want to get that business in front of 25 to 50-year-old men and more, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on Oh, You Didn't Know. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years. Why is that? Because it works. So get with AdvertiseWithDog.com. That's get over to AdvertiseWithDog.com and find out about advertising with us. We would love to gab. Oh, look, we have people asking us about our PP pills and ball trimmers. We can do it for your program as well. People are remembering the ads, dog. That's how much yeah, fun we have. That's with. how much fun we have with our ads. And and they remember the ads. Like you said, this could maybe cooler talk, uh, water cooler talk around it. Yeah. So if you want your business to be water cooler talk, you might want to drum up some with us. Follow us on social media at Brian R.D. James, at The Casio Kid. Follow the show at You Didn't Know Pod. That's where you can send us Ask Dog Anything questions as well. And on YouTube, we appreciate y'all watching and looking at our ugly mugs every Please. single week. Like, subscribe, turn on notifications at YouTube.com. That's where we have our weekly, as we try, to have a YTX YouTube yes. exclusive. So make sure you turn on those subscriptions and notifications. That way you'll get notified as soon as we got one coming up. And, of course, like we mentioned, all merchandise found at boxofgimmicks.com. The infamous I'm a Fergal McDivitt guy t-shirt, the Let's Go Kill Terry Funk shirt, and the brand new (laughs) 69 jersey. Only 69 of those. Only 69 of those jerseys going to be sold. And the the Let's Go Kill Terry Funk shirt, surprisingly selling fast. Promoter, uh, producers in our ear, dog, we've sold two during the show. So we are down to 67. 67. That's way, awesome. I believe those two were us. I'm just being told, but uh, they'll come out of our back. <laughs> so 60, 67 left. Dog, it's been fun. Can't wait to celebrate one year it's with you been next a blast. week, brother. Next week, we're going to celebrate a year. We're going to paint the town red. And if you didn't like this one year, we got two words for you. Oh, wait. Which word? Oh, su- wait. Um, su- suck it. Yeah. Su- suck it. Su- suck it.